the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. What would it be like to turn away from the only true and living God, the one who gave his only begotten son, the one who knew he would be born in, the one who allows us to live, move, and have our being even before we submit our lives to him, then turn away from him, abandon our faith, and disown him. We should shudder at the very thought of such an atrocity. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander warns us against the dangers of looking back. And we started off last time just a bit of a review, not much, and we're going right on. What is apostasy? Apostasy is a falling away, we said last week. Uh, apostasy is desertion from the faith and a disowning of the name of Christ. A person once a professor, it is a disowning of, of Christ. It is a falling away, a desertion. And we gave scriptures on that. Luke 9:62 says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Hebrews 3.12 says, uh, beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It is departing from God, a leaving God, not wanting anything else to do with God after professing to know God. Uh, Philippians 3, 18 and 19 says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. And then you say, well, how is it that people who say they love the Lord and trust the Lord and they, they, they join the church and get baptized, how is it that they can walk away, disown God and just blaspheme his name and speak if irreverently against him? How is it that he can be saved and then unsaved? My friend, let me tell you something. He wasn't saved or she wasn't saved at the beginning because once you've really been born again, amen, you might have moments, momentary lapses, but you will not just disown and walk away and never come back. Those who've had a true born again experience, once they begin to stray, somehow God will arrest them or somebody will come in their life, say, look, get your act together and they'll, sh- they'll shape up and get right because a God is in them. But a person who walks away and could care less and now blaspheme and, and become an antichrist and you say, but they were, they said they were a Christian. That's the point. They said they were. It's one thing to say you are and really be who you are. And uh, a scripture on that is one of my favorites that I, that I read last week was First John uh, chapter 2, verse 19. It says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued, what? With us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, made known that none of them were 
of us. They left us because they weren't of us in the first place. And that's why we don't want you sitting in the church to see. You can come here, dress up, wear a nice coat, nice suit, nice tie, nice dress, look good, smell good, and have a big, big Bible in your hand and have no relationship with God. We don't want you to just have a membership on record. We want you to have a relationship in your heart. We don't want you to just be at the church. We want you to be in the church. And the hardest way to go to hell is from the church. Why come here at eight o'clock in the morning and then bust hell wide open? I mean, that's going the hard way. If you're going to go to hell, just go straight. <laughs> just do your thing. Just be as, be as unholy as you can be. It's, if it feels good, do it. Whatever's right in your eye, go on and do it. Then go on to hell. Then go on there. Don't come to church and go to hell. That's hard. I mean, you don't have to come here to go to hell. Won't you say amen? When you come here, your heart ought to be right. Your mind ought to be made, ought to be fixed and made up that you're going to serve God. You're on a battlefield for my Lord. I like that old song says that I promised him that I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. You see, my friend, to renounce and deny Christ is a serious, grave sin indeed, which results in condemnation and judgment from God. And that is why Jude confronts the issue of false teachers in the book of Jude, because he knows the disastrous consequences of their evil, seductive agenda. And if false teachers are left unchecked, apostasy will be rampant in the church, which will result in leading saints astray. In this particular passage, Jude gives examples of those who who got in trouble with God because they were in an apostate state. Let's look at verse nine, if you will. We'll skip down now because we're fast forwarding uh, so that we can uh, get down to business with today's text. Look at verse nine and look at the text. Don't be so quick to read so fast. Uh, it's loaded, it's pregnant with truth, and it wants to give birth in your heart if you, if you let it. Verse 9, yet Michael, uh, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, first of all, you need to believe in angels. Amen. I see here Michael, the archangel, angel of light. And I see Michael dealing with the devil, who, a devil who is a real personality, a dark, a dark, satanic person. Uh, he has fallen, a fallen angel, and he desires to see all men end up where he is. Um, he wants us all doomed, damned, and done. I believe in angels. How many of y'all believe in angels? Amen. Amen. Uh, believe in angels. I really believe in angels. And I believe we are kept by angels. They're, 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 they're around to help us. And even though you don't see them, they are there. The Bible talks about angels from Genesis to Revelation. You just get a strong, get, get some kind of book and, and just do a search on, on angels in the scripture. And you'll be fascinated with the work of these messengers that move at God's bidding. You got dark angels, angels of, of demonic angels, and you got angels of light, 
heavenly angels, messengers for God, who stand in the presence of God, ready to move at his beckoning command. And all I like that song that says, all night, all day, angels watches over me, my Lord. You know, those near misses, I believe that are angels running interference. One of the preachers was telling me how he was just about doomed, but God spared him yesterday because of angels all around and, and not killing his, his girls, nor he himself. There is an angelic, continuous conflict between angels of light and the angel of darkness. There's a, there's a spiritual conflict, spiritual warfare between God's angels and Satan's angels. In this verse, Michael, the archangel, and Satan engage in an intense battle over the body of Moses. So let me tell you right here that angels do fight. And angels can kill you. And we see that all through scriptures where many were, many angels moved and killed folk. Uh, they, 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 they fight and then, then they fight against each other. The angels of light and the angels of darkness, they fight against one another. And dark angels fight against us. And then we ought to be fighting against, uh, against satanic forces in the power of the Holy Spirit with prayer and the word of God. So Michael and Satan engages in this text in an intense battle over the body. You say, what, the body of Moses? Because Satan knew that if he could get the body of Moses in his possession, Satan wanted Moses' body. Uh, uh, that if he could just get Moses' body, he would move Israel to make a shrine out of the body and cause Israel to fall into sin in the sin of idolatry, worshiping the body of Moses. Therefore, God buried Moses and, and not even Satan could get at him and Israel couldn't find him because God did not want the, the body of Moses found. He said, some things I just got to do myself because I didn't want Israel making a God out of this body. You know, we could make gods out of everything. Make gods out of the living. We make gods out of the dead. We make gods out of the sun, stick, moons, people, uh, everything. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 5 and 6 says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Verse 6. And, and God buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to this Day, Michael has such respect for the devil's power that he speaks in the Lord's name, saying, look at the last few words, those last four words of verse nine. The Lord rebuke you. Who is he talking to? That's right. Look, the Lord rebuke you. Because Michael knew the power of using and depending on the Lord's name in conflict. And when he uses the Lord's name in, while he engages in battle against that damnable Satan, that devil, he, he gets success because it's not in his name. It is in the Lord's name. And the Lord gave him victory in the fight. <laughs> if you want to win more victories, you better you, you better know the Lord. Amen. You better know, you better know the Lord. 
and you better have, and you better have, your strength better come from God. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 16 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, and I wonder about all these people to walk around here. I rebuke you, Satan. Get out of here, Satan. Ah, 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 ah. Ain't nothing in you that could do that. You, you have more authority when you say, devil, the Lord rebuke you. You have no authority over my life, over my babies, over my grandchildren, over this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get out of here. That carries so much weight in spiritual warfare. Warfare. The world in which we now live is undeniable evidence that there is a continual turning away from God. The world has lost God's protection. Yet in the midst of so much of this turning away, God continues to bless his children. Just consider those who appear to have everything lose all that they have, including their lives, because they have chosen to follow their own path instead of the path God chose for them. The tragedies among them is innumerable and continual. We must take heed lest we fall. But the saints say, who are you? What, 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 what? No power in your name. Ain't no power in Randa. Ain't no power in Shirley and Sue and Joe and Bob. No power in that. But I know a name. <laughs> I know a name that is above every name where every knee must bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord of Lords and King of kings, that you will win more victories if you call on the name. But listen, now, don't, don't call on the name if you're not living up to the name. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> you got to live up to the name. You got to live for the name. I mean, you got to represent the name. Amen. You, 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 you got to watch how you handle that name. It's, it's something about that name, Jesus. Make heaven rejoice and make hell tremble. It's something about that name. It makes you cry when nobody's hit you. Makes you run when nobody's behind you. Make you laugh when you're not really tickled because you got a shout in your soul. Something about that name. Something about that name. Something about that name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And that great archangel. Listen, and he's a powerful angel. He's a warrior angel. He's a he's a war. He's he's one that he he knows how to fight. He's, he's, he's probably, if not the most powerful angel in in in, in all of glory. And even with all his power and all of his glory. And in and, and, and all of his majesty, uh, he, he, he knows his place and he knows where the power is. He says, I, I know I'm strong, but uh, I'm dealing with a fierce enemy down there. And I want to win this battle and I'm not going to go in just my angelic might. I'm going to go in the name of the one who made me who I am. <laughs> and he says to the devil, the Lord rebuke you. You can't have that body. He protected that body and he won 
because he went in the name of the Lord and not of himself. It's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Ooh, y'all don't see all this in that verse? Oh my God. You see, yeah, and, and so that's why I said, read it. So, now look, I'm through. I can just go, I can get a benediction on that one. But let me go on to verse 10. Uh, verse 10, it says, but these speak evil of whatever they do not know. And whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in these things, they corrupt themselves. You can label this verse the corruption of apostates. The corruption of apostates. Jude calls these apostate teachers who was wreaking havoc in the church and in the lives of believers. He calls them brute beasts. You see that? Brute, brute, brute beasts is a reference to false apostate teachers who do not have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. They do not have the abiding presence of the Holy Ghost living within to illuminate uh, their minds to divine revelation. Uh, they speak what they do not know. These apostate brute beasts, false teachers, apostate teachers, they twist and corrupt the word of God. Another scripture reference as it relates to verse 10 is found in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 12, which says, But these like natural brute beasts, here they are, here's the word again, made to be caught and destroyed. You know, that's what you do with beasts. You know, you, you catch them and you destroy them, you know. You know, y- y- y'all don't know today, but y'all go to y'all go to H E B and get chicken. But there was a time when you had to go catch that chicken, huh? You capture that chicken. Won't you say Amen? Amen. Animals, you know, you got animals out there. You know, deer hunting and catching animals and all these things. You catch them uh, to 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 kill them and to 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 eat them. And that's what's going to be the fate of these brute beasts. They're going to be caught and destroyed. You don't go deer hunting to just say, now nah, I got my Bambi and I'm going to stroke him and make him my pet. I found a squirrel. Oh, he's too cute. Look at them big brown eyes. All these animal rights activists. Listen, they wouldn't have, that wouldn't mean a hill of beans 50 years ago. A hundred years ago, you hunted for your food. You fished for your food and you grew your food out of the ground. Amen. If you didn't work for it, you didn't eat. Won't y'all say amen? So, so here it is. It, it, it says there, but these like natural brute beasts, says Second Peter 2.12, made to be caught and destroyed. That's what you do with animals. That's what you do with cows to get the steak, Right? You don't keep that, that cow in your backyard talking about I, I'm going to make a god out of it. Speak evil of the, of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption. In other words, these apostates, they blaspheme God by speaking evil and defiantly against God and his word. Look at verse 11. Verse 11. Look what it says. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Verse 11 is warning to apostates. It says, the first three words is, woe to them. 
They've gone the way of whom? Cain. Have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit and have perished in the rebellion of Korah. Now Jude begins verse 11 by giving, giving these apostates a stern scolding of the coming imminent judgment by saying, woe to them. The judgment comes upon Cain, Balaam, and Korah would soon come upon apostate teachers. Let's look briefly at the three personalities who fell into judgment because of rebellion. Now in this verse, you have three personalities. Their names are who? What are their names again? Cain, who else? Balaam and, again, say it a little bit louder. Cain, Balaam, Korah. Again, Cain, and they're all in verse what? Okay, that's good. You're talking back. Now, it says, woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain. Say way of Cain. This is an expression of pride and rebellion. It is an expression. The way of Cain is, a, is an expression of pride and rebellion. You see, Cain was religious without a relationship with God. And that's what we're talking about. You can be religious and don't know Christ. His offering, Cain's offering was unacceptable and therefore rejected by God because it was not offered in a way God prescribed. God doesn't take uh, offerings any kind of way. And today, those who reject God's offer of forgiveness through Jesus Christ have also gone the way of Cain. If you're trying to come to Christ through religion or good works, uh, coming through any other way, uh, you have gone the way of Cain. Those who say they know him, but live like the devil and denounce him and walk away from the church, and now they are anti-church, anti-Christ, they have gone the way of Cain. Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 says, In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel's, for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. He's mad. And all he had to do was just do what God say do. Let me tell you something about this. Uh, everything we attempt to offer God will be rejected until we surrender in total obedience to Jesus Christ, honoring him with the first and the best. Everything we attempt to offer God will be rejected until we first what? Surrender to God in total obedience to Jesus Christ, honoring him with the first and the best. That's the way you honor God. You honor God. And if you don't, if you, if you go in a way that God has not prescribed, then you have gone the way of Cain. Are y'all hanging with me? Okay. Now look at the era of Balaam. This is the second personality in verse 11. The era of Balaam. You see, Balak, you say, who is Balak? He was the king of Moab. He hired Balaam to curse Israel with the intent to lure Israel into idolatry, which would result in judgment from God. And Israel was totally, they had no idea of what was going on against them. 
And yet God was protecting his people when they didn't realize they were being protected. Now that's an awesome thing. Today, many who claim to be Christians are deceived and lured away by Satan and false teachers through deception and covetousness. God was protecting Israel when Israel did not know it. How many of you know you've been protected when God has been protecting you when you didn't realize you were going to be protected? Amen. How many of you had near misses? And how many of you had things that could have happened? And how many of you could have been caught when you didn't get caught? And all these things and, and God just put up with your foolishness and didn't wipe you out when you could have been wiped out. When I think about my past sins in light of what I am today, I hurry up and hold my hand up and say, thank you for not giving me what I deserve. Thank you for not, thank you for your patience and your grace. And, and God is taking care of me when the enemy is plotting against me. He is Balak plotting against Israel. Yeah. So to, to, to have a curse. And you'll see that in Numbers chapter 22, verses 5 and 6. It says, then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Pithor which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people to call him saying, look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once. Curse the people for me. Look at Balak. Curse these people for me. Israel don't even realize what's going on. For they are too mighty for me. You know, he couldn't deal with them. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed and he whom you cursed is cursed. However, God intervened and foiled the scheme devised against Israel by turning the curses of Balaam into blessings. For it says in Numbers 23, 11 through 12, then Balak said to Balaam, what have you done? You know, in other words, instead of cursing him, God moved on him and he ended up blessing Israel. So Balaam, King Balaam is mad now. He said, now no, Balaam, I, I hired you to curse him and you're blessing him. What have you done, man, to me? I took you to curse my enemies and look, you have blessed them bountifully. In other words, you make me sick. They bless. I'm trying to hurt them and you blessing them. And you know what? Sometimes folks think they're trying to hurt you. And, and, and you know what? It, it, they just set you up for a bigger blessing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They're trying to get you like they think they get you. And all of a sudden, God gives them an uppercut and puts you in a place of blessing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, 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 thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. They can't get you like they want to get you because God won't let them get you like they really want to get you because God's got his hands on you. We must study, meditate, and obey the word of God daily, lest we fall. The tendency to stray away from God doesn't stop us here on earth. The Bible tells us that God's judgment also fell upon fallen angels. In other words, no one is exempt. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. 
Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.